providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany Anton. partners at Harper's Rare Books and Collectibles. Owner Louis Matheny supports local artists and we are excited to announce Andrea Kruzka Photography is having her first ever art show. It starts on July 15th in the upstairs gallery of Harper's. Harper's Rare Books is a community supporter of local art. Reach out to Louis if you're interested in featuring your art at Harper's. To learn more about Harper's Rare Books and Collectibles, head over to harpersrarebooks.com or check them out on Facebook. So excited about our new partnership with Brandon Parish from Mortgage Investors Group. If you are looking for financing options for a new home purchase or even refinancing your current mortgage, call Brandon. I have worked with Brandon multiple times and he has answered all of my questions in the finance process. He is available to answer questions and make the overall process feel a little less confusing and easier. Brandon Parish, NMLS number 869942. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 34391. Welcome to Powered by Her. I am Tiffany Anton. If you want to know more about Powered by Her, you can head over to PoweredByHerCommunity.com. Please be sure to like, share, follow, all the things, leave a comment. Help us get the stories of these amazing entrepreneurial women out into uh, a greater public. So be sure to follow us and help us spread the word. Today we have Katie Jones, owner of Kinetic Sports Therapy and Massages, in today. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Tiffany. Thanks. So tell us what um, Kinetic Sports Massages, Sports Therapy, why is this such a mouthful? Kinetic Sports Massage and Therapy. There you is, go. See? Yeah. Um, it's a business that began in Sarasota, Florida, where I'm from, and it's we're very therapeutically focused, more so than kind of that traditional go into a spa, relax, and that sort of thing. We're more into um, come bring us some injuries, come bring us some pain, come bring us that kind of stuff. Our modalities are lean more towards that kind of work. So And so I think sometimes, you know, you think of a massage and you're like, oh, the, the smelly oils and the nice music and, and it's nice, mm -hmm. but you are really, um, you kind of have that knowledge of this is what's going to be helpful in the long run and this is what's, you know, yes, it may feel good too, but mm -hmm. it's going to heal some aches and pains mm -hmm. and, and kind of a better... Uh, more medical yeah yeah therapeutic that? medical absolutely more effective yeah so that was the goal so it still feels good we still have some smelly stuff mm -hmm. we still have some good music the lights and i want a nervous system to everybody to relax a little bit because yeah. we're all pretty jacked up these days yeah but yeah there's definitely a focus on having an outcome a change in sensation in the body so if you come in with a pain scale of like eight i want you to leave with four kind of thing yeah so a lot of focus on that. And you um, have kind of set up a, a system where people are more regular Absolutely. clients and yeah. instead of um, I'm the kind of massage person that, you know, I spoil myself once a year. Right. Um, but you're kind of setting up a business that people come back and mm -hmm. you can really work with them on certain parts, parts of their body. Yeah, I'm, I have a, a huge percentage of repeat people. I have a lot of the CrossFit crowd, um, a lot of those folks because they put their body through it yeah. all every day, all day. And then I've got a lot of um, nurses, doctors, people who have high-stress jobs and things like that. But really my goal is for them to not need me or to go from like once a week, twice a week to once a month because, yeah. because we've worked a lot of problems out. Plus, I'm really big on self-care, like teaching them how to go home and take care of themselves, 
how to foam roll, how to use tools and things like that because it gets expensive coming yeah. twice a week. So yeah. if I can get people to do stuff at home, that's a big part of it. I was a teacher for a long time and I still teach continuing education. And that's a big piece is like teaching people how to take care of themselves. Yeah. But yeah. So you, um, you've been doing this for 20 some years, mm -hmm. which is crazy probably to look back mm -hmm. and think, I'm not old enough to be no, no, in no. that situation. Mm -mm. Um, and you were in Florida when you started mm -hmm. massage therapy. What made you, when you came up here, you've been in this area for a couple, three, three mm -hmm. years now. What made you decide not to just go and find someplace else that, to work for and start your own facility? Um, I've worked for myself in various factions pretty much always. Um, and I think that's the main thing is I've, I've been doing it so long. Um, and I've, it's an easy thing for me to start it up because I've got enough experience at this point. So, but I got that experience through a lot of bumps and fall downs and screw ups and all that kind of stuff. So when I got here, I wasn't going to start a practice, but I didn't know anything about CrossFit when I moved here. And then I found out what this town offers for that. And then there wasn't, there was kind of a niche there missing of some of this kind of work. So I started, I'm like, I'm just going to work a day or two a week. It's not going to be a big deal. And now yeah. I'm like five days a week and yeah. you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. And I've yeah. got therapists working for me and, and it's super fun that, that we can do this. Well, and, and pause on that for a second. How was it to hire an employee and have somebody working for you under your name, mm -hmm. under your brand? Great. Um, has Great. that been a learning curve of just, there's a little bit of, of, you didn't go to school to be, you know, a business owner. Right. Nobody ever really does. No. Um, but, um, yeah, <laughs> you, you learn on the go. Right. Um, and I think that's that, to me, is the scary – that's a really scary thing, having mm -hmm. an employee and yeah. figuring out how to pay that and all that those kind of tax things. Yeah. Um, how did you kind of learn the process of that? The hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Screwing up completely over and over. Yeah. Um, I'd say – so, again, I, I – through a couple of different companies and businesses, um, one with my former husband, we did a lot of, we had a lot of employees and we were a, we were a startup and we worked with entrepreneurs and we were ourselves an entrepreneur. So really I had the benefit of watching other people screw up too and being yeah. like, oh, I'm never gonna do that. Yeah. And, and being part of a group that was kind of learning together. I think as a lot of entrepreneurs do, they have this great idea or they're good at something, but they're not necessarily good at the business side of things. And so there is a big stumbling block. So I got to learn really through my 30s, I would say, um, how to deal with people and how to manage people and how, how to communicate because I think that's the biggest piece of all this is being a good communicator. I think that's a huge part of running a business because mm -hmm. not only do you need to do that when you're getting clients mm -hmm. or you know connecting with other people. Huge. It's um, the most important piece. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's a huge piece. And you've just kind of pick that up and you, you were able um, so part of what you were doing in Florida mm -hmm. is that you had a co-working space yes. so tell me about that mm -hmm. and why why did you even um, similarly like you just we had a lot of people like-minded people um, co-working was kind of up and coming um, Sarasota where I'm from we didn't have a co-working space yet and it was one of these like again you just kind of fall into things and we had a great space and then we had somebody show it's funny how everybody shows up kind of at the right times and so yeah we started a co-working space in sarasota and then that launched into helping startups and what we mentioned the angel investing all that kind of stuff so that's where i got to see a lot of trial and error and a lot of people entrepreneurial spirit coming in but then what happens once you actually are starting to build a business or a product what do it takes do you think that 
I, I feel like I say entrepreneurship is contagious. Absolutely. And so I really, I think with the Power by Her community, mm -hmm. I just always want people to be together because mm -hmm. I think even if you're kind of dipping your toe into a business, yes. seeing other people doing it makes you have more drive and passion and yeah. think, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So do you think in that exactly co-working space mm -hmm. and entrepreneur center that that just kind of lit a fire into you to do Huge. more? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's exactly what you said. You see they're doing it. You're like, wait, I can do that too. Not only that, but you learn by everybody's trials and tribulations mm -hmm. and you can ask questions. And when you're with a group of like-minded people, there's the comment about like-minded people all going in the same direction and, and the force and the power that goes behind that. And it doesn't mean they're all going to the same business, but they're all going to the same destination, which is being an entrepreneur, running a business, things like that on their own. And you can kind of, I think, generate a lot more power and momentum when you're with a group of people all aiming the same direction. So, yeah. and everybody's like, hey, don't do that because I did that and then that didn't work and then talk to this guy and let's hook you up with this person. So definitely that collective thing is without a doubt helps everybody. I think specifically for females, it's, it's pretty powerful. For sure. I mean, I was just going to say, mm -hmm. so what do you think? I mean, I know that there's a lot of women run businesses mm -hmm. that are not connecting with people um, around and they just want to, I'm just going to, I don't have time to connect. Yeah. I don't have the energy. I, you know, I got to keep hustling. Mm -hmm. And so what advice would you give to people out there that are kind of just head down and hustling and not taking that time to connect with other people? Um, everybody or women in particular? Women in particular, for sure. Okay. Um, I'd say schedule time, like literally schedule in time to do mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Schedule in time that looks like it's a waste of time, but it's not like social, like going. And also I think a big thing for a lot of women entrepreneurs is going outside your comfort zone is, is a challenge sometimes. And especially going outside your comfort zone by yourself. Mm -hmm. So going to something by yourself or things like that, that can be really scary for people. So well, and I think the other thing that I find in being involved with other people is that mm -hmm. you can learn so much so you feel like it Huge. could be a waste of time mm -hmm. but if you're at you you meet somebody and they say oh I've tried this this and this and yeah. these this is what I've learned from those yeah. maybe it's not the same story for you but you can at least take that information in and kind of adjust your plan yeah I agree forward. completely I think every single time I've gone out my comfort zone or I've done or I'm like I don't want to go to this thing I don't want to do this thing I don't want to whatever it is I've I've been so grateful I did it. Even yeah. if it was just one thing or one connection or something, I was so grateful I did it. So I remind myself of that when I don't want to get out of my pajamas and go do anything. Yeah. I'm like, I need to meet, I need to go connect with people and things. Well, so. and I think too, it often after you do it, it's like, okay, that wasn't that terrible. Wasn't that bad. I feel good about it. I yeah. feel like I recharged. Yeah. So tell me about Katie as a kid. What were, were you like? Did you think that you were going to be in the entrepreneurial world? What was your... Um, I don't know. I would say my parents probably would have. I was um, mildly bossy, but <laughs> we might call it like exhibiting leadership qualities. Right, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I tend to be driven. Yeah, very driven. Always straight A student, all that kind of stuff. Um, very driven. Driven in sports, was an af high level athlete always. Um, yeah, driven. Yeah, definitely. Um, do I don't you, know that I thought about what kind of what I was going to do when I was older. I wasn't one of these kids that I was like, I'm going to do this. I was do you think at like 10 year old? Katie, what did you think that you're playing? You know, you fill out the things in the first day of school. It's like, when I grow up, I want to be. I probably was going to be a vet. Yeah. I was going to play with baby animals. I was going to, yeah, I yeah. probably was going to be something in that world at 10 years old for sure. Yeah, um, playing with that. Are, yeah. are you an outdoorsy person? Is that kind of. I am. I'm an outdoorsy. That's why I fell in love with Tennessee. It's because yeah. I could be outside and not get eaten alive by bugs and things like that. Yeah, good. it is interesting. Um, I, I, 
mosquitoes are not as big here as I, I would have thought. That's um, lovely. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's probably a little bit less humid than the Florida area. Yes, and it's funny because everybody up here says it's humid. I'm like, it's not humid. Yeah. So don't know, but yeah. I do. I, I fell madly in love with Tennessee, and specifically Cookville, I fell in love with. So, so what was your choice to move um, here from Florida? What brought you? Um, aside from those kind of factors, mosquitoes. No, <laughs> it's like, it's like the bloodsuckers. Uh, we had been visiting Tennessee for a long time, um, probably 12, 15 years, and visited Crossville and didn't fall in love with Crossville. But when our friends that we were visiting there moved over to Cookville, I really liked Cookville. It reminded me a lot of Sarasota, my hometown, but like 20 years ago when everybody still was really nice and things like that. And I just really, I did, I fell in love with the town. I liked I liked the vibe. So we came up here as an adventure, and now I'm not leaving. So. What do you think, and this is a, a kind of off-base question, but <laughs> what do you think that you as a business owner, you have a, a daughter, mm -hmm. um, what do you think that that is instilling in her um, as, as she's watching you run a business? And, yeah. And she might not even really realize. I think there's a lot of people that don't really realize. Well, mom gives gives massages. Yeah. You know, not mom's doing payroll and mom's yeah. doing marketing and mom's doing the yeah. taxes and all those kind of things. Um, they don't really realize all those factors. But yeah. what do you think that you're kind of showing her? Um, maybe options and possibilities, definitely. I'm smiling because she just, the other day, she's like, what am I going to do? And I said, what do you mean what are you going to do? She goes, well, dad is a software engineer. And he runs his own business, and you're a massage therapist. Whose business do I take over? At first, I'm like, neither of our businesses. Like, yeah. you go find the thing that makes you happy and go do that, and whatever that looks like, you know, whether it's working for yourself or not. But yeah, I think she, um, we talk a lot about it because I think, as a lot of entrepreneurs know, you work harder, I think, as an entrepreneur than you might sometimes in other positions because you're on all the time. Mm -hmm. And you actually have to switch off, you know, rather than having to switch on to go to work, you have to mm -hmm. switch off to be home. So I often will like, inform her of some of the stuff I'm doing in here. I'm not on my laptop, you know, I'm not on Facebook. I'm actually working on something right now. And just so she doesn't, I think, feel like mom's just, you know, she's not doing anything, you know, she's yeah. farting around or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and I think that that's a, a good thing of our generation is that we have been raised to, to understand that there are options. Yeah. Um, and I was just, I, I talked to somebody earlier who was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And so she, and she really kind of started an art business because from being a stay-at-home mom, mm -hmm. and and so I think, I I hope that I think our generation is kind of getting it, and I hope we're instilling that in the the future yeah. female generations that it's okay if that's what you want to do. It's okay yeah. if you want to do you know a part-time thing. It's okay if you want to run four businesses that are multi-million-dollar businesses. All of those that's things it. are okay. I think that's huge because we have these traditional roles that we're kind of brought up in, especially our generation still. There was definitely still a bent on, you know, you stay at home. And I did actually stay at home with Abby a lot, but I still helped in multiple businesses at the same time. And I think, um, I do think there's more allowance, especially because I think we support each other more and there's, we communicate more with other women, like mm -hmm. you're doing a great job and it's okay to be just, just staying at home or it is okay to be running four businesses and you're still a great mom. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be baking cookies every day you can do this and, and show them a different way of being a great mom. So. Well, and I think all women are like amazing at getting, putting some guilt on ourselves That's and ridiculous. really, really good <laughs> about just, um, yeah. just not never feeling enough and, yeah. and constant pressure. Yeah. And so, but I think you're right is that we're kind of in a phase of being able to, to boost each other up. Yeah. Have there ever been times, um, you know, you've done a lot of different entrepreneurial things where you've really hit um, or you felt at the time it was kind of rock bottom and like I cannot keep going at this, this business is failing, this mm -hmm. venture, um, anything that comes to mind? 
um, or pivot, <laughs> like yeah. pivot, yeah. um, straight friends episode. I, yeah, I would say there were times when, yeah, that we were failing. And I can't remember what book it is. I don't know if it's the e-myth, but there's a book that says, you know what, sometimes you're just going to fail and it is okay to fail and close that down mm -hmm. and then move on to something else. And I remember when I first read that, I was like, you can't fail. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You have to keep going and like mm -hmm. keep dragging this thing. And, um, so I'd say more than remembering that that I failed anything, it was remembering that it was okay to do that because I'm not somebody that, that that was ever okay with. I yeah. always like achieved at things. So you're like, no matter, I'm just going to keep banging my head and eventually my, my head will go through this brick wall. Because I can do things, right? right? Like, yeah. no, it was, the, I remember thinking like, nope, I have to just like, we're going to cut that dead weight and move on. And so pivoting was like a joke, but it's also like, okay, where can I go from this? What can I take this to? So, yeah. so I don't know that I ever remember a place that was like rock bottom because I always tend to look like, hey, where am I going next with this kind yeah. of thing? So, Well, and what advice would you have for people to understand when to stop banging their head against the wall? Mm, yeah. I mean, isn't that the million-dollar question? But um, I'd say I would say there's definitely, like, that moment when you're, like, off completely off balance or even, like, when your mental health gets engaged at a certain level. Like, okay, I just – I if you keep hearing that voice in your head saying, I can't keep doing this, like mm -hmm. really listening to that voice saying, okay, I think I'm done. And, and that, well, and I think that that's, you know, you deal with the muscles of the body, mm -hmm. but I think that that's mental health is part of being aware of what's going on in your body. And yeah. I think that that's just as much as you want to recognize, Oh, I have some knee pain yeah. or, you know, foot pain or whatnot. It, I'm having mental pain yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. important to listen to. Well, there, I mean, there is such a connection between our mental health and our physical health. So while I focused on the body, my degree was in psychology and, and some sports psychology and things like that. And while that is not what I practice because I've worked the body, I, I stay in my lane, there's a connection. And we make ourselves sick. Like we make ourselves, stress is what the leading cause of all these different diseases mm -hmm. and disorders and all this stuff. And so, yeah, I think definitely there's a big connection with um, I've pushed myself so far mentally and emotionally that now I'm physically ill and it's manifesting physically. And so, yeah, I deal with that a lot with people. And, and so sometimes we can treat the body, but it's often like really coming more from their mental, physical or mental health state. So it's huge, especially in the entrepreneur lane, because we push ourselves way past when we should probably stop. Usually. Yeah. Well, that, yes, I think you have just, to. Yeah. That mm -hmm. hustle drive yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I think most people, women that are in the entrepreneurial world, um, they were probably these these girls growing up of mm -hmm. just you have to keep going you have to prove yourself yeah. I mean I was I was the kind that I wanted to do so well at school I want to do better than my sister my sister doesn't even care about school school's not her thing <laughs> she wasn't but I had to get all A's to do to prove myself and right. it's like who am I competing? She's not competing. Yeah. So why am I? Yeah, exactly. You know, but and that probably stretches out everywhere too. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah for sure. I think, um, I mean, and, and there's healthy competition. I like that a little definitely. bit, but yeah. um, sometimes it can go too far. You got to keep yourself in check. Yeah, definitely. So what do you see kind of the next five to 10 years? You've had some um, experience in, in other types of businesses mm -hmm. and, and had more employees and run co-working spaces. What do you see kind of the next five to 10 years looking like for you? Um, I wouldn't mind, so I've got a therapist working for me now. I wouldn't mind having a few more treatment spaces and training therapists more and taking maybe taking less clients and really reducing my physical load. I love teaching. Um, I just got back from Sarasota. Actually, I'm going to start teaching more continuing education in the North Carolina, Tennessee, kind of Kentucky area. Um, I love teaching. It's definitely one of my, lights me up and one of my passions for sure. So I think 
next five years transitioning more into doing a little more teaching and then maybe having a facility where I can train the therapists in therapeutic techniques and just having more of that kind of thing. Um, keeping up lots of relationships in the community. There's some amazing um, other types of body workers here and acupuncturists and chiropractors and all that kind of stuff. So really kind of creating a community where I can, I, we can help people more. How do you think in being a newer, quote unquote, yeah. newer person to the area, I feel like you really jumped in and mm -hmm. you know a lot of people and, uh, you know, I, I see see people in and out of your, and I'm like, oh, I know that person, I know yeah. that person. How do you feel like you kind of made a space for yourself here um, in such a short time? I'm mildly obnoxious. I just talk to everybody. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, we're going to be friends. Um, and I actually developed that way early on like this because I have a lot of insecurity and I was, I'm actually an introvert and I had to like be like, all right, I have to go like that fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. But now I just really like talking to people and I really, I like connecting people and I, I, I don't mind just going up and speaking to anybody really about anything. And that took a while to get to that. But yeah. um, people here are nice and I do a job where everybody generally feels better and then they tell other people they feel better and then I make them feel better. So it's not been that hard because I'm bringing this really nice thing for people so it's yeah. it kind of does its own work so it's been it's been easier to kind of make a business here yeah. it has it really ha and it also kind of falls in your lap at the same time the space that i'm in over there um i'm across the hall from backroom bistro and then rodney's over there doing that and then there's all these great women in that building doing really cool things and artists and that whole building really supports each other um yeah. harper's books just moved in there and they're supporting the building and so are one of our sponsors of the podcast I was not told to say that. Harper's <laughs> <laughs> Rare so, Books and Collectibles. So um, it's, again, one of those really cool things that happen when you just kind of come into a community and you're like, everybody's supporting each other. This is amazing. It's so cool. Yeah, so. I think um, I've, I have not been in the business world in other places of my life. I've lived in kind of all over the country, but I do think there is something different mm -hmm. and something kind of cohesive and collaborative mm -hmm. about this area. And yes. I think it's so we're so lucky to be able to have um, – you know, kind of the, the community we do. Oh, it's, it is, it's amazing. It really is. And that was part of my draw here is there's, there's a level, certainly a little competition and stuff like that. But what surplants competition here is this people helping each other. And like, so people, I watch people put aside ego and they put aside a competition and they help other people. And it's, yeah. that doesn't happen many places. So yeah. it is a unique place. There's no doubt. Yeah. So if people are trying to find Katie Jones or kinetic sports therapy, how can people find you and um, there's this like secret little door on Broad Street. <laughs> Knock, three like, times. Knock three times. Um, right. We're actually changing our signage. Uh, the owner of the building and Harper's Rare Books is going to, we're going to change all the frontage and stuff like that. I just got a little note today. So it'll be a little easier to find me. Um, right now, right across the hall from Backroom Bistro. Um, on Broad Street. On Broad so Street. Right 39 downtown. West Broad. Right downtown, which I love what's going on down there. It's a super, super fun vibe down there. Yeah. Um, just come on down. Can people find you on social media? Facebook. Um, don't have a website because Facebook seems to be doing all the work for me right now. So that's fantastic. If people want to book an appointment, is they can they do that through Facebook? Mm -mm. No, okay. I book everybody myself just oh, because... Wow. Um, I can fit everybody where I want them, so yeah. it works out better. But yeah, and the therapist I've got working for me, Nisa, does a great job as well. So we've got, I'm booked out right now a little ways, which I don't actually love. I like to be able to get people in last minute, so I'm trying to balance that out right now. But I mean, that's the thing is always like mm -hmm. kind of figuring out the way to be successful yeah. and ha take care of your people. But then, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes you can grow too big, but yeah. So there's that too. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. we're just over there in a great side of town in a very cool, cool part of what's going on in Cookville. Any last piece of advice that you have for female listeners that are in the, the are building their business and and kind of um, words of wisdom for them? Um, 
Hmm. Well, I'd say two things. One, I did a lot of martial arts in my 20s. I still do a little bit. Um, and they always said, like, a black belt is just a white belt that never gave up. And so there's this feeling of, like, well, yes, some things may terminate and you might have to pivot. Just don't give up and you'll you'll end up being successful yeah. at some level. So Well, and I think that's a good thing. Is mm -hmm. uh, That's a good thought is success doesn't necessarily mean the path you're on right now. Yeah. It just means... Yeah. The end of the, you know, not necessarily even the end of the road, but, you know, a, a, a finish line of a some sort. A finish line of some kind. And then I would say um, something that really helped me because I was very extrinsically motivated. I've been coached. I really liked pleasing people, middle child, girl syndrome, all of that stuff. I really liked the added girls and stuff. And I had a business coach one time tell me, he's like, you're going to have to become your own voice in your head, your own at a girl because nobody cares. Like yeah. there's nobody giving entrepreneurs at a girls or at a boys. So, yeah. so that was huge. I had to learn how to like, be like, Hey, you did a good job. Yeah. And that mattered that I said it to myself yeah. kind of thing. Well, so. let me just say the power of her community. I love, I love being people type woman. Nice. I love giving some at a girls out there. So uh, right. if you need one, like, Tiffany, can I have me. an at a girl? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So wonderful. Um, that's kind of my favorite thing about all this is that I think you know, people are listening, get mm -hmm. to hear these amazing stories of these women and what they're doing. And I, I really just hope that they, people f find inspiration from all the, the great stories and the things that you guys are I doing. I know they are. You're doing a wonderful job. <laughs> There's my Atta Girl. Atta Girl. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in, Katie. To, to find out more, um, head over to Facebook and Kinetic Sports Therapy. So if you want to know more about Powered by Her, head over to PoweredByHerCommunity.com. Be sure to like and share and follow and leave us a comment. Tell us how we're doing um, so that more people can hear these amazing stories. Thanks for tuning in.